This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Winning's a habit, losing's a habit, and, and our team needs some, this, this whole thing needs some good things to happen so our guys can start building on it. Uh, momentum's a powerful thing. You know, Adrian's been hurt a little bit this year. He's been nicked up. That certainly affected it. Uh, we got to find some more people that can, can be open for him more consistently so he can trust that. We got to protect a little better for him. Again, I, you know, I, I'm not defending anybody on the team. We all need to get better, but uh, there's a lot of a lot of things that need to happen a lot better around whoever's playing quarterback too. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washington, Nate Klaus. It's time for the mailbag. As I was Scott Frost talking about just big picture thoughts of the season, but it's time for the mailbag. Mike Wheeler in studio joining us. Mike, what do you got out of the mailbag first? Well, we'll start off here with basketball. How important is Hoiberg's first rivalry game versus Creighton this Saturday? And do the Huskers have a chance to win? Uh, it's important for the fans. Uh, and that's about it. <laughs> I mean, really, in the grand scheme of things, it's just another non-conference game in a season that uh, is what it is. I mean, they're more than likely not going to be in postseason play. And so, um, really, uh, the most important thing you can get out of it is just getting these guys experienced in it and understanding kind of what it's all about and getting thrown in the hornet's net, so to speak, playing on the road uh, in, in Blue Jay country and getting, you know, that, that first taste. Because right now, Thor Thorbjörnarsson is the only guy that's ever played a minute against Creighton. And so none of these guys have any idea what this rival. The coaching staff doesn't know what this rivalry is all about. And so they're going to get thrown in it. And so that'll be at least a valuable teaching experience for future years to kind of let this thing uh, develop back from, from Nebraska's end of it. All right. So, uh, guys, there's been a lot of uh, transfer talk this week, specifically with J.D. Spielman uh, transferring. Sean, we got an update from you on Tuesday, but uh, what can you update us with on that? Well, I can tell you this. Graduate transferring is the only thing he could do, and that's really not an option. He's already redshirted out of Nebraska, and he really isn't on track to graduate till probably December of 2020, and it might even be May of 21. So, Transferring would be highly unlikely because it just wouldn't even work. But I do know JD has been around. Um, somebody I talked to saw him at the training table this week. He had a smile on his face. Um, I just think there's been a lot of rumors and things thrown out there. But at this time, um, you know, he's still part of the program. And I know he had a great conversation with Coach Frost. Nate, do you got anything to add on that? Well, I mean, I would just add that I mean, JD's got an opportunity here to become the all-time best wide receiver as far as records go in pretty much every category mm -hmm. uh, next year. And so, I mean, I don't know how much sense it would make for him to, to, to leave. I mean, I guess if you're not happy, you're not happy. But, I mean, when you just look at everything, um, you, uh, you, I looked at his body language prior to the game against Iowa, and he's out there, um, you know, and he was, he was him and Wandell Robinson seemed to have, like, they had a big conversation and, and were loving each other up before the game. I mean, it, it seemed like seemed like he was very invested, and, and like I said, he's got a chance to basically break every single record at Nebraska as far as receivers go uh, in his senior year, and so I just I don't, I don't see it right now. All right, guys, what is your way-too-early line on Nebraska win totals for the 2020 season? It's probably going to be like six and a half is my guess. I mean, if you're, but I do know this Purdue out of the gates, very tough opener. Um, it's, you know, opening with a league game, but it is in Lincoln. You know, the team will be fresh, fast, conditioned. Um, weather won't be an issue. Um, so, I mean, I, I still like Nebraska week one at home. Um, I, I think if there's any kind of new wrinkles they're adding to the team, Purdue won't be able to prepare for those. Vice versa, though, with Purdue. The game that still worries me is Cincinnati. Um, Luke Fickle. You know, 
not to name drop here, but I, I was texting with Zach Taylor, um, and he was at Cincinnati's on that staff there before he went to the Bengals, and he said that there's a lot of talent returning on that Cincinnati roster for next year, and he goes, that will not be an easy game for Nebraska coming to Lincoln, and you know, you hope – you know, if you're a Nebraska fan, maybe Luke Fickle gets a job, and 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 they have seems likely at this point. Um, yeah, he seems like he's going to get. It, it depends though. He's on the track because if, if he waits another year, then all of a sudden he might be the Mike Norvell. Maybe all of a sudden, I don't know if Michigan, if Harbaugh left, he'd be a replacement for Harbaugh. I don't know if that, that even real. Yeah, if Michigan hired an Ohio State guy, yeah, I don't know if that would work out too well. What? So I don't know. I, I think that first seven games. You've got to get your work in because we know the last five, it's like Ohio State, Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota. And I think Minnesota will drop off next year as well. I mean, they're going to lose a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I think the first half of the season is going to define what 2020 is for Nebraska because, what, one, two, three, four, five of the first six are at home. Then you turn the page and four of your last six are on the road, including road games at Ohio State, at Iowa, at Wisconsin, with a home game against Penn State wedged in between there. So, uh, yeah, Sean, you said it. they, they got to do uh, the majority of their work in September and, and even for the first part of October if they're going to uh, feel good about their bowl eligibility. Because the last thing you want to do is have your postseason hopes riding on having to beat that murderous row of teams, especially that late in the year. Yeah, I, I'm done with expectations, and I just get to six. Just go do, to a bowl. Yeah, do whatever it takes to get to a bowl game next year. That's what the I think. The that's sh- they the got, they got to show progress. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean and I, I know people on our chat this week, Nate, were like, if they finish seven and five or six and six, what's this chat like a year from now? And I mean, it's impossible to answer that because yeah. we don't know how those games are going to be if they're going to be competitive losses or wins, etc. And but we know the schedule is as front loaded as it can be and you go you go to Northwestern which will be a home game essentially you get Rutgers on the road with the new staff i mean you know that roster is going to be a mess for yeah, it um, already is a mess Chiano for the first year um, so there's a lot there, but what do you got next, Mike? I mean, we're kind of going off. You guys kind of had a nice little transition here into it, but if Nebraska does start the season 7-0 and and finishes, say, 0-5 or 1-4, and will that be looked at as a successful season getting back to a bowl game, or is it going to be met with, uh, you, know, you know, we're still not getting there? Uh, I just don't think until we see what those teams look like, because I think Wisconsin will drop off. They lose Jonathan Taylor. Um, a lot of those receivers will be gone too, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and they're pro receivers. Um, Iowa's going to lose two first-round draft picks on the line. They're going to lose a quarterback in Nate Stanley who's been a difference maker, and I don't know if they've got a Nate Stanley in the wings. Minnesota's going to lose a lot. So I think the West, it feels like Nebraska's miles away in the West, but I think the West will turn over a lot next year, and, and there's opportunity in the West for Nebraska. Here's my thing. If they get seven wins, I don't care how it happens. That's progress. You're going to a bowl for the first time since 2016. I mean, put that in itself. I mean, it doesn't matter how you get there. Just get there. That is the number one only bar right now. Play in a bowl game. <laughs> I mean, you know what they call the guy that finishes last place in the med school graduating class? A doctor. A doctor. A doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm in the same boat. I mean, just just get to a bowl game. Get Become a doctor. doesn't matter if you're finishing first or last exactly. in your class. It, wins or wins. Exactly. And, and, and the rest will take care of itself. I, I mean, the schedule is, is not easy. But they definitely have an opportunity to get to a bowl game, and that's what needs to happen. We got time for one more, Mike. All right. Um, what does your guys' offseason look like? Robin, you're going to be you know, taking care of basketball, so you might be uh, kind of out on this question. But any vacation or holiday plans for you guys coming up? 
I am going to Miami here uh, this week. Um, my wife's 94-year-old grandma passed away, so we are going down and get about four or five days in Miami with her family and uh, be about 75, 80 degrees every day. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, some time away and hopefully not a lot of news breaks. I, I will have the laptop with me, Scroller, so don't think if I won't be available, but I hope I don't have to be available for you. But no other real trips planned, at least as of now. Yeah, my only vacations are basketball road games. Got it. <laughs> At Fairfield, yeah, ends. <laughs> hanging out in the, uh, hotels by a basketball arenas, but yeah, uh, not, nothing crazy. Gonna have a, a second kid in March, so I'm basically spending the off season, quote unquote, gearing up for that. You got a designated driver for a few oh, months. Yeah, yeah. Take, take full binge. <laughs> yeah, recruiting never really sleeps, and and we got a. It's going to be a fast finish here, leading up to the early signing period, and I'm sure that there's still going to be plenty of stuff happening uh, in the month of January too. So. And then, of course, then the junior, it all starts And then in-state tour. Yep, in-state tour right after, and it all starts all over again. So. And we are going to probably in-state tour in January this year a little bit, Nate, I think just because it makes sense. I mean, it kind of slows down enough in t- at times in January. We, yeah. we should be able to get out a few days in January too. Good. So, all right. Mike, what about you, buddy? You got any uh, – Oh God, no! I'm broke, and I'm plans? trying to uh, trying to save money, trying to graduate, get a job. You know, so PC, I got no PCB? plans right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big fifth year senior spring break trip. <laughs> I'm do- yeah, I'm doing the whole round trip here. I went to a pinning on Monday where we got to go out on a Monday night, and you know, just can't leave college. I just yeah, love it too. Never much. graduate. What house was the pinning at? Uh, it was actually uh, it was with Theta. So uh, we we're up in uh, one of our buddies' place up there. Good pinning, then I'm sure. Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, we come back. We'll, we'll close the show with recruiting. That's next year. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.